0: Have you ever heard the sound of freedom? freedom, 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 freedom. Have you ever heard the sound of freedom? freedom? Episode 11 of the Beyond the Battle podcast. Happy New Year. It is January 1st, 2019. I am running a unique special right now. If you are looking at your new year, I'm not really a New Year's resolution guy, but a lot of people are. And I don't think it needs to be New Year to decide you're gonna do something about your struggle with pornography and or your struggle with fantasy and just lust and all those sorts of things. So why not take some action right now? And I set up a tool to help you with that. And basically what I'm doing is this, I talk a lot about Covenant Eyes on the podcast. Covenant Eyes is a software that goes on your computer, your phone. And it sends all your web activity to a accountability partner so you can get 60 days for free of Covenant Eyes and up until January 7th I'm gonna throw in a free copy of Beyond the Battle so there you go how about that if you already own Beyond the Battle you can auction this one off on eBay you could make $2.50 on it right I, I don't think you could probably get that for it on eBay. But no, you can get an ebook, You can get an audio book if you already own it. Or you, you just get to choose whatever format you like, paperback, uh, or any of those three. So uh, I'm just doing this as a way to kick the new year off. And here's how to get the 60 days free of Covenant Eyes as well as the free copy of Beyond the Battle. Go to coveyes.com. Slash beyond. Cove Eyes C-O-V-Eyes. Dot Eyes com. Eyes slash beyond. Sign up for 60 days free of Covenant Eyes. And I will get a hold of you. And get you your chosen format. Of Beyond the Battle. Perfect. Excellent. Uh, one other thing. January 15th. Starting up a new round of the Beyond the Battle. Dot net. Small groups. One of the most fruitful things I have ever done, not kidding, would love to get you into the group. Uh, this is if you're struggling, this is if you also just want to learn how to lead one of these groups yourselves, it would be a great setup for you. So check out beyondthebattle.net and you've only got a couple weeks before those groups close up. Today's going to be a short and sweet episode, wanted to just get you one in and as I'm trying hard, my brother got on me this week that I never post podcasts. That is not true. I would love to do weekly podcasts. I, I hope to get to that point. Uh, but but right now, doing the best I can. So, uh, what I'm going to do is answer a question from a few weeks ago that came in. And again, if you have questions, you can send them to podcast at beyondthebattle.net. Podcast at beyondthebattle.net, and someone had asked, when should I talk to my wife about my struggles with pornography? And so we'll kick off there, and then at the end of the episode, I'm going to give you a a scripture to meditate on as, as I want to add in to each episode going forward. So I do write about this in the book if you check out page 160 in the paperback. Um, I'm not sure what chapter it is. I'd have to look. If you're not using the paperback, it's in chapter 12 towards the very end of the book. Uh, but basically, if you're struggling with pornography, and, and look, let me tell you this too. This is not law, what I'm going to say here, because everyone's spouse is different. And and sh- I, I know that uh, women struggle with pornography as well. I frankly do not have any research done of a woman talking to their husband about this so I do apologize I'm kind of talking to the guys here Uh, but wives if you're listening this this could potentially be helpful for you as well on if your husband uh, would have this conversation with you and how you could handle it but like I said this is not law every wife is going to be very different and I would hate to get you to think your wife would be a certain way and she would be a different way And I'm not going to say that one way is right or wrong either when it comes to the wife's reaction to this. But here's my general advice. If you're in the middle of the struggle, you just looked at porn last night, you're convicted. You listened to this podcast or you you read Beyond the Battle or whatever, and you're like, I'm going to do something about this in my life. This cannot continue. I'm going to get clean. I'm going to talk to my wife. About this. I don't recommend that. If you just looked at pornography last night, uh, don't go to your wife and say, hey, honey, I'm struggling. I just looked at pornography last night, but I promise you I will never do it again. When you talk to your wife, she's going to be crushed, most likely. Um, Goodness, there's going to be any spectrum of reaction and emotion. I mean, for, for some and it it depends if this is like strike one in the relationship or if you are sort of a repeat offender, usually pornography, not usually, but sometimes slash often pornography can be attached to other things, uh, sexual deviance sort of things. So your wife may say, I, I, I'm done. I'm a, I am want a divorce, you know, this sort of thing. I, If you're a wife listening, I, I hope that's not your first response to a husband that's struggling, even if he did just look at it last night. Uh, But the reason, guys, I say if you just looked at it last night and are feeling convicted not to go straight to your wife and tell her is because you can't say with any sense of real truth that you're done looking at it. I know you feel convicted. I know you want to be done looking at it. But you're in an addictive cycle. You can promise her you're done looking at it. I'll never look at it again. Uh, You may have some success, but there's probably a good chance you're going to look at it again. And then what happens, right? (laughs) So then you're like, oh, no. I just told her two weeks ago I'd never look at it again, and I just looked at it. Well, I want to be clean. I don't want to hide this, so I'm going to tell her that I looked at it. And, and now she, it proves she can't trust you. Now she's even more crushed. You lied to me. You said you'd never look at it again, and, and, and you just did. So, so then you're going to be tempted. Well, I'll just hide it. I'm not going to tell her because I just told her I wouldn't look at it. And so then you go down that dark downward spiral of not telling, and it, gets, it just becomes more and more of a hidden secret, and it eventually it explodes sideways, usually, uh, when that happens. And here's the thing, when, whenever you tell your wife that she's going to feel inadequate, she's going to feel sexually inadequate, physically inadequate, she's going to wonder why she hasn't been good enough for you, she's going to feel ugly, she's going to feel all this pressure uh, to measure up to these, these women, she's, she, she's potentially going to feel um, just, I don't know, I, again, I don't want to say how your wife is going to feel, but I'm saying these are some valid, legitimate things a woman might feel during this time, uh, but but a real sense of like, look, like you've cheated on me potentially, uh, got to rebuild trust, I don't want to be with you, you know, all these sorts of things. So you need to know that go- going into it. And so here's what I recommend. You need to develop a track record of success, relatively long track record of success, I would say minimum of six months before you tell your wife. And so you develop that track record of success by telling people for sure the solution is never, ever, ever to try to fix this on your own. I am continually shocked and surprised and disappointed by so many people who are just trying to fix this on your own. I get it. I get why you're trying to do that. But you've got to call a spade a spade. It is pride, it is fear. It's, it's And it's really right where Satan wants you. He wants you thinking you can fix this on your own with willpower and, oh, I just listened to this great podcast. I'll never look at porn again. Don't kid yourself. This idea that you can fix it on your own is just, it's a fallacy. It's a lie. So you have to talk to people about it. This is where, uh, so beyondthebattle.net, join one of my groups. We will talk about this. Trust me. You have to start that process. Maybe there's men in your life you can start having accountability with. The thing you have to do is set up something like covenant eyes. You might be thinking, well, if I set up covenant eyes, my wife will become suspicious. Set it up. <laughs> Don't worry about it. You can just say, and, and this isn't, I guess you're not saying, okay, if if you're if, let's say you set up covenant eyes and your wife said, are you looking at porn? You know, I, I don't think you should ever lie right? if you're asked directly. But if if you are asked you could, why you've set up Covenant Eyes, you can say, I want to be above reproach. Some other guys at church are doing it. I was challenged. I read this book, Beyond the Battle. This is one of the action steps. I want to do it. I, want, I, I just want to be, um, I don't want to be tempted. You know, those sorts of things. I don't think you have to say, I, I set up Covenant Eyes because I looked at porn last night. Set up Covenant Eyes set up real accountability, have a track record of success. I don't need to go into all those ways of finding success in this episode. You can listen to the other episodes of this podcast, read Beyond the Battle, join uh, one of my small groups. You will get how to find that success from those places. Once you have six months of success or more, I think then what you can do is you bring your wife in as a helper and an ally to your accountability to your life. And it's very, very helpful when you do that. It it still will sting. It still will sting when she hears, six months ago, I looked at pornography. But here's the difference. She will see that you have a plan. She can put trust in you because hey, I haven't looked at it in six months. I, I, So you can trust me to not look at it for a seventh month. You're setting yourself up for success as well. But you can tell her, as a part of my track record for success, I want to bring you in as an ally to this. I want to be transparent. I'm, I'm at a place where I'm, I'm ready for this. And then say, going forward, I'm going to tell you that, if and when I look at pornography. And so, for example, for me, I hit on this, I think it was two episodes ago, basically talking about accountability. And you have to have authority behind your accountability. So my Covenant Eyes reports, they get sent directly to my wife. This is another part of this conversation. Should I set my wife up as my accountability partner? If you can pull that off and you're, then do it. Yeah, I think you should do it because it gives your accountability uh, authority behind it. It's Whenever you're on your phone, whenever you're on your computer and you're using Covenant Eyes, uh, you know it's like your wife's looking along over your shoulder. I mean, that's an amazing tool to help you not look at pornography. But if you don't have that strength behind you and you think you're going to mess up, I don't want to put you in a position where your wife would see that and then I'm ready for a divorce and you told me you'd never look at this again and these sorts of things. So I still recommend the track record of success behind you. And here's the other thing. The title of this podcast is Beyond the Battle, right? So the the title of the book is Beyond the Battle. What I mean by the six months of success isn't just... I managed to not look at porn for six months, but you've done the deeper soul work, which is what I focus all of this on. If you're just managing the symptoms, it's the battle, the battle, the battle. You're going to lose that battle eventually. It's not just about the accountability, as important as that is, and having the covenant eyes on your phone, as important as that is. It's about doing the deep level work that this podcast is centered on, where your validation is being found in Jesus so that you don't have to find that validation from pornography, from men or from women, uh, th- so that you're walking around full on the good stuff. You're not walking around hungry, always looking, always looking, always needing validation, needing this, needing that. And and again, with stuff that we've gone over many times, but that's, that's what I'm saying you should be doing in those six months so that when you tell your wife, you're in a place where genuinely you're... Y- y- you're not as susceptible to porn because you don't want it anymore. You're learning not to want it anymore, and uh, that's that's the real freedom piece. And then you bring your wife in. Then and so when she hears you looked at porn six months ago, she's disappointed. But I think, and again, this is not law. This could all blow up and backfire, and it's a risk you have to take. I think it's a, I think it's a worth risk. It's a sorry, it's a risk worth taking. Uh, but it's 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 a risk that, that you're going to have to take for her to hear it and then understand that bringing her into this is way better, even if she's hurt, it's way better that, that she knows than if you tried to hide this from her. And I think you can use that. And still, it may not help her in the moment, but to get her to understand there's there's a lot of husbands out there who are looking at porn and they're not telling their wife about it. And they don't even feel convicted about it. They think it's fine and they just continue this on as a regular part of their life. And for her to have some sense of hope and gladness that even though she's disappointed and she's crushed, at the same time to know my husband loves me enough that he wants help, he doesn't want to do this anymore, and hey, he actually hasn't for six months, that's pretty great. Even though she is mourning the years... That she's been with you when you were, and it was like, well, why didn't you tell me then? And there's no good answer for that. There's no, and you don't have to come up with a good answer for that. You just repent, and you say, praise God for where I am now. And uh, I, I think that is that is the way to to move forward. And then once you get her on board, it's only going to make you that much stronger. So. Email me, podcast at beyondthebattle.net, if you want to interact with what I just said, if that's helpful. But to boil it down in a nutshell, you want six months of track record of success using covenant eyes, have the deep level stuff down, and then bring your wife in to that conversation as an ally for you. To scripture now, and this is just a regular segment I'm going to do on every episode. I guess the last episode was an exception when I interviewed Damon. By the way, check out last episode, interviewed Damon Seacott. He's a single Christian who's committed to a life of celibacy. And so really encourage you to check that out, whether you're married or single. But generally, we're going to do some scripture on each episode. And this is just a time to slow down. These are not scriptures necessarily about sexual purity. That's not really the point going beyond the battle is really going beyond those scriptures. I mean, there's scriptures that are good, good scriptures that tell you it's wrong, <laughs> you know, don't lust. It's very, and that that can be helpful. But the idea here is I'm finding from Jesus, and I mean the real presence of Jesus. Jesus is alive. The Holy Spirit is among us. That, that we really can rest in him, that we are a son and a daughter, and we can rest in his arms. And from pornography, what we're searching for from pornography or from lust, from fantasy, if we're single, what we think a spouse will give us, if we're married and we're discontent in our marriage, what we think our spouse should be giving us, these are things that we can truly find in Jesus. And I think every day we can find these things in Jesus. And it takes an intentional slowing down. It's taking daily time with Jesus. I really encourage you to light a candle. It helps to just slow down. It helps to bring some intentionality and focus and say, this is my time with the Lord. There's no interruptions. It's symbolic for yourself. It's symbolic for if you live in a house with other people. It's like, leave me alone during this time. And to let God speak to you through the scriptures. And so today what I'm going to do is just read the very beginning of Psalm 51. If you're overly familiar with Psalm 51, I encourage you to revisit it. Don't read it quickly. Don't even, don't try just reading it through the whole thing. But slowly read it as a prayer and read it as you're listening. Don't read it as you're speaking, but read it as if you are listening to these words and how they impact and affect your life. Psalm 51, verse 1. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion. Blot out, my transgressions wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin i'll read it one more time verses one and two have mercy on me O god according to your unfailing love according to your great compassion blot out my transgressions wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. There are some impact laden phrases here that in your personal time with the Lord, you can just take before the Lord. The first line have mercy on me, O God. I talk a lot about God's mercy in beyond the battle. What is God's mercy to you? And and how much how much of a treasure is it to sit there before God and just say have mercy on me? It's like saying, God, just pour out the floodgates of your mercy. It's like if you've been in a desert and haven't had water for days upon days and everything about you is parched and you go before God and he is the the faucet, he is the waterfall, and you just put yourself under him and say, have mercy on me, oh God, and let that water pour out on you drink it up, let it flow over you, soak in it, let it come into every pore of your body to be saturated by it. That's his mercy. That's his mercy as this psalm begins. It's not a mercy that you deserve. No, we know we deserve his wrath. That's where we find our humility. We're broken but instead we get his mercy. Whoa. The next phrase, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion. When you go before God to spend this time with him, to be nourished, to be made whole, do you know his love is unfailing? Look, the love you're going to, try to find from a man or a woman, will fail you. And that's our problem. Every bit of porn you've ever looked at has failed you. Your wife has failed you. Your husband has failed you. I don't mean they've cheated on you or that they're bad. I just mean they will not be able to make you feel whole. They will not make you be able to feel affirmed and valued. They will fail you at those things. The person you're fantasizing about that you think will make you feel whole, they will fail you. If you're single, if you think a marriage will make you feel whole, that marriage will fail you. According to your unfailing love, God. Your unfailing love. According to your great compassion. See, God is wrathful. The Bible's clear about that, but the wrath only opens up the room for this great compassion. Without the wrath, there'd be no need for the great compassion. There'd be no room for it, but the the wrath makes this vast ocean, and the compassion fills the ocean. As we come before God every day, we're reminded of his great mercy, his unfailing love, his great compassion. And then verse 1 and verse 2, turn towards the sin itself. Knowing this is the God we're talking to, blot out my transgressions. Wash away my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. And I'm going to stop there and just leave you with that picture of being clean of cleanliness. There's so much shame that comes with sexual sin. And scripture is so clear, Old Testament, New Testament, that God is a God who forgives. And when Jesus died on the cross, he cleansed David from his sins. The sins that were done beforehand were cleansed when Jesus died on the cross. When he died on the cross, he cleansed you of your sins. You've been cleansed. Your iniquities have been washed away. How much value is there in that? You're looking for value. You're looking for someone to make you whole. And here, packed in these two little verses, you are cleansed. Your sins have been washed away. The Father looks at you and he sees perfection. Colossians 1.22, Romans 8.4, he sees perfection because of what Jesus did on your behalf just soak in that just open your hands and receive it from god and look i we it's like we don't believe it right we don't believe that because that's why we, we strive and we live in this anxiety and I'm, I'm right there with you that's why we have to do this every day i think that's why jesus says do this in remembrance of me when he talks about communion and the lord's supper it's part of the remembering is that in Jesus we have this wholeness. Amen, right? Amen. So I hope that gives you a, a nice tool to spend uh, some time with the Lord with Psalm 51, 1-2. to um, Hopefully today. Hopefully within the next 24 hours you can do that. So that'll wrap up episode 11 of the Beyond the Battle podcast. I'd love to hear from you. You can email in podcast at beyondthebattle.net. And I will answer your questions on the air. Happy to do that anonymously. Just let me know that you don't want your name to be used. A couple of reminders slash beyond will get you two free months of Covenant Eyes as well as a free copy of Beyond the Battle. You can let me know if you want the ebook, audiobook, or paperback. And at the end of your 60 days, you can cancel Covenant Eyes if you want. Though I'm betting, you will say, wow, this is super helpful. How did I think that I could do this uh, without this? And then lastly, you only got two weeks left to sign up for the next round of the beyondthebattle.net online. Small groups would love to hang out with you. That's for guys only. Um, would love to hang out with you over seven weeks. It's video-based. We hang out. It's awesome. They, there's this amazing bond that happens with the guys in the group. You can check the website out and read all kinds of testimonials as well. So as you kick off 2019, know that you are not alone. Know that this is a safe place for you to talk about your struggles, to know you're not alone, to know that Jesus is with you and will make you whole. He will provide for you everything you're looking for from sexual sin and so much more. I will talk to you next time. So, at the beauty pageants and caught up in emotions and following your passions? Talking of freedom, our people need them more than an Easter. Or coffee shop discussions, debating over baristas. Please, sir, this is why we inked up. Freedom, freedom, freedom coming quickly, Boss from the spirit. Put it through the pre and mix it like a chemist. Put it in the airwaves and hoping that they hear it. If there's some confusion, then I hope you see him clearly. Raise them, raise them, raise them. They've been sleeping for some ages. Now all God's baby, so confused by this hatred. Poor pit preacher shouldn't aim to be a list. Money probably long, but sure is with your daisy.